Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You don't have to be perfect. The world doesn't need another perfect person. The world needs more authentic people, more people with integrity that, like you said, give your very best in whatever you do. And that shows. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and I have with me Brandon Cunningham. How you doing, Brandon? I'm not really here. I'm an illusion. <laughs> You're having a bad dream. <laughs> I'm a hologram. <laughs> oh, man. I so badly want those types of things. I, I just saw Star Wars The Force Awakens with Jacob, and I was like, dude, I so badly want those hologram communicators. Well, while we're on the subject of things that don't actually exist, everybody oh. that got a hoverboard for Christmas, it's not a hoverboard if there's wheels touching the ground so marty mcfly would not approve oh you're saying it's not the real deal (laughs) it's not a hoverboard (laughs) if you're on the ground i want something that hovers of course i've already seen two people with x-rays broken arms on those things so (laughs) on facebook a couple of friends of mine have already broken their arms so gosh we saw some kids in the neighborhood with with hoverboards just yesterday and my daughter was like yeah those aren't really safe dad you you really don't want those besides you're clumsy i was like oh little girl that's not nice (laughs) If you're over 25, do not try to get on one of those things. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, Brandon and I were just chatting before we hit record on uh, today's session. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about getting over the victim mindset, taking action to get out of your rut. Now, what inspired this topic was today I was listening to an episode of The Relaunch Show with Joel Boggess, and that was episode 381. So shout out to you, Joel Boggess, and to your wife, Pay, and to Jake, your dog, who is hopefully recovering quite well. Uh, so you had Ray Edwards on the show. It was a relaunch show, episode 381. Ray Edwards was talking about writing riches. So just sharing four key things that help you write effective copy. And then halfway through and the get ep- rich and get rich. Yeah. So it kind of <laughs> makes sense. You know, like I want to write, sell books, get rich. Yay. And so that's why I was listening to it. <laughs> That's uh, why my book, Writing to Poor, didn't really sell very well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in any case, halfway through this episode, uh, Ray shares that he came down with Parkinson's. Like he he went to the doctor, something just wasn't right. They ran some tests, and it turns out uh, the dopamine on one side of the brain was lower than the dopamine on the other side. And they said you have Parkinson's. He went through a phase where he went he, he experienced like the five stages of grief, and he was just moping around the house. He's a family man. He's married, has children, and his wife walked up to him one day and just said, "Look, Ray." You're the leader of our family. You're kind of the source of income. You're the inspiration and you're in a funk right now. We need you to snap out of that funk. We need you to lead us. We need you to live your life. You're not dead. You have Parkinson's. And it, it, from there, he shared his experience where he realized his life was in a rut. You know, like he had gotten into this rut of, uh, I've got Parkinson's. My life is over. I can't do things. My, my motor control is going away. I'm writing smaller and smaller. And, you know, I'm a writer. How's this going to, I won't be able to write anymore. And so he was going through all those things and going through denial and grief and, and so on. And he got into this rut where he just wasn't living anymore. And so I think what amazed me about his story was that his, his wife called him out. 
somebody very close to him said, look, this is where you're going. This ties in with a an episode we just had recently, the, uh, you know, go pick a fight, episode 16, where you, you find somebody who will be the counter to what you have to say or a mentor or somebody who's close to you who will let you know the truth of where you are. And that's kind of what happened there. So I thought that was really cool. But then he, maybe she listened to our podcast. She, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so Mrs. Edwards, if you listen to our podcast and that was your inspiration and then you went back in time and shared it with your husband. Thank you. Uh, cause this I think happened a few years ago. <laughs> oh, a man can dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, he, he, right there, he drew a line in the sand and he made a decision and his exact words were he was not going to give in to the victim mindset any longer. So he wasn't going to see himself as a victim of Parkinson's, but just somebody who has Parkinson's. And and so he relaunched himself and he relaunched his writing career. And so to this day, he's writing, he's speaking, and he's touring podcasts. So maybe we want to get him on the show uh, in the near Absolutely. future and, and have him share more of his story. But I just wanted to bring that to the table today uh, about getting over the victim mindset uh, to take action, get out of your rut. So Brandon. Uh, I, I love that topic because when you and I were talking about it, I just thought that victim mindset is so prevalent today is, you you know, my parents didn't do this or they didn't do that. And and some, not just the generation before me, but even my generation, it's like, well, if my parents had went to college, maybe I would have. If my parents had lived here, maybe then I would have been successful. My parents didn't do this and didn't do that. And I, I've always had this theory, kind of my mindset has been after 25, really before that, but I'll give you till 25, you really can't blame your parents for anything. I don't think that, you know, parents deserve as much blame or credit for how their kids turn out. I think you can turn out some good kids, but some of it is just inside the kids and they have to grow up wanting that. The longer you sit around and blame your parents or your cousin or your brother or your location or whatever, it, that victim mentality accomplishes zero. And here's a guy with Parkinson's. There's absolutely no cure. There's no you know, future to it, that at some point in your life, you may lose it. it. It may get better or whatever. It's only going to get worse. And he's got every reason in the world to be a victim. He says, okay, that's enough. I'm not going to be a victim because for some reason, God's let me live this long. I need to do something with that. And you can't accomplish anything if you're just going to blame somebody else. How important is the power of choice when it comes to getting away from the, the, the victim mentality? I think it means everything because, you know, I, I know sometimes we say, well, you know, these these motivational posters or getting up every morning and looking yourself in the mirror and say, I can do this. Sometimes it really is that simple of making that choice of this is where I'm at in life. I don't have a choice in this matter. So I have to choose my attitude towards it, not to get into the whole story because nobody wants to hear that. It's way too long. But almost 18 years ago, I had a stroke and had two small kids at home and who knew what was actually going to come of all of that. And I remember wallowing in it for a while, but there was a period there where the people that surrounded me said, okay, that's good enough. You've mourned it. You've been sad. Now you've got to get to work and, and accomplish something. Now almost no one that didn't know me then could tell you that I even had a stroke because there's no residual effects from it at all. Not necessarily because of me, but because I just chose to not live that way. I'm not going to just stay where I'm at at that moment. And almost 20 years later, I'm just still moving forward. Now I've been fired from things. I've, I've been, I've lost people that I cared about. People have hurt me. People have done things to me. It's all in your choice 
of how you relate to that. Am I going to just spend the next 10 years saying, well, you know, Jerry hurt my feelings, so that's why I never accomplished anything in life. Well, it doesn't change Jerry. It only hurts yourself. So you've got to make a choice. I'm not going to let whatever happened to me win. I'm going to choose to get out of this and move forward. I'm glad you shared that. Uh, yeah, the power of choice is so important. Ray Edwards' story, he is going to have Parkinson's no matter what. And so his choice was, how do I live with it? How do I move forward from here? You had a stroke. Wallowing in it, not wallowing in it, doesn't change the fact that you had a stroke. And I mean, it is exactly. something that happened to you, you know, whether it was a layoff, you're not getting that job back anytime soon. Uh, they laid you off for a reason. Either they can't afford to pay you or you weren't living up to the standards they needed or maybe both. And, right. and so it, it's that line in the sand, like, look, it happened. It's done. And, you know, where do I go from here? And that's what I love about Ray Edwards' story. That's what I love about your story, because I knew you for years. And then one day, you just, in conversations, shared with a group of guys, like, yeah, when I had a stroke, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) (laughs) But you speak just fine. You have no signs that you ever had a stroke. That is insane. You know, strokes kill, like, 30% of the people who get hit by them on the first try. And, like, you know, you beat odds. And this is just really cool. Yet, you lived your life, and you never even drew attention to it, like, I think on a few occasions you've mentioned it on the show. Uh, we've had conversations on it from time to time, but it's never like we've had a full conversation about, oh, let me tell you about the time I had a stroke. It was terrible. We had this and, you know, we couldn't make it. It was just like you never dwell on it. You just you had it. It was a moment. You drew a line in the sand and, and you, you began to live life again. And that's a great point because you meet somebody and you say, well, what are you? You know, what do you do? Well, I'm divorced or I'm uh, an orphan, or I'm a, a child of divorce, or I'm, you know, an army brat or whatever. We let these events dictate who we are, and that's not who we are. You know, your parents can be divorced and you can be successful. You can be president someday. Your parents can be married and you could not be president someday. Your choice in the matter of how I describe myself, I'm not a stroke victim. I'm not a divorce victim. I'm not a, a layoff victim or whatever it is. You know, protesting the company that laid you off doesn't pay the bills. You know, yeah. You got to go across the street and get another job. Don't just yell at the company. Exactly. You know, it happens. I mean, in 2006, I was laid off from a job. I wasn't exactly laid off. I had a horrible boss who had the power to fire me. She came up with four trumped up charges and she fired us, well, fired me and in essence fired my whole family at a time when we really needed the income. Well, we always need the income. Who doesn't need the income, right? <laughs> Aren't you independently wealthy now? But uh, Yeah, we're working on that. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, like, yeah, we, we had this job, I had this promising career, and then some person came along and just took that from us. I think anybody else would just wallow in that and say, gosh, you know, I'm never going to work for corporate America again. All you do is get fired, and I'm never going to give my best for anybody because, you know, they just take, 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 and... Yeah, I love what Michael Hyatt said. Go into things with an abundance mentality, especially you know for me, who's a, a believer in Jesus Christ and a believer in a God who is abundant. Uh, you know, who am I to think a scarcity? You know, the only thing I really have in terms of scarcity is how much time I have on this planet, and right. everything else though is abundant out there. You know, the resources are out there. Go get it. The opportunities are out there. Go get it. Um, you know, the thing happened. I got laid off. This was about eight years ago, uh, 2006. So 
yep. 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Be nine years ago here in about a week or 10 years ago here in about a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I promise you guys, I was really good at math in school. Um, <laughs> just haven't been in school in a while. <laughs> in any case, you know, so yeah, 10 years ago, I, I, I lost my job. I made a choice. In fact, I made a choice back when I got fired. This is not going to be something that makes me bitter. This is not going to be something that I get mad about and go sue the company because it turns out I could have sued the company and gotten my job back. I didn't want to go down like that. You know, I loved that company too much. Uh, I respected myself too much. I didn't want to tie myself down in a lawsuit. And I just drew a line in the sand and said, you know what? It happened. It was wrong. That lady's wrong for doing it. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to, I'm going to go pursue my own goals. And that was to learn about business. It was to be a better salesperson because I had no sales experience at the time. And 10 years later, I'm working for that company again. They approached me and asked me to come back because in those 10 years, I went off and I pursued uh, experience in business and sales. And then when I was done with that, I tapped into my, my real gift. In fact, I finally listened to my wife. That's really what would happen. Uh, and that was, uh, I am gifted at developing training and delivering training, facilitating training for companies. And so I went and worked for a women's shelter here in the Corpus Christi area. And I spoke to community agencies and community companies about domestic violence, sexual assault, protecting yourself from those things, what to do in case somebody you know is victimized, all that kind of stuff. And I, I helped companies put together programs for that. And then I went to school, got a master's degree in instructional design, educational technology. And now I'm working back at the company where this crazy lady fired me. And it it's it, in every sense of the word, it is a dream job. It's what I've been gifted at. It's what I'm naturally good at. And, you know, it, I love it. Now, if I had, you just made that 10 years sound really, really short. Did I? <laughs> it, it, I did all this. this, this. Okay. And it, then I got a master's. Piece I, of like, cake. Yeah. Well, I did it in a year and a half because, you know, I went full time. I went, I went to work full time. I went to school full time and I was a full time father. And, but it's like you said, it's a choice. Am exactly. I going to spend time mad about it? And that's a great distinction. If, if sometimes it's your fault, you get fired. And sometimes it's not, mm-hmm. but either way, the reality is the reality. You know, could you have gone to court and proven it? Sure. But the reality of what happened is the same. You're still without a job. So what do you do about it? Yeah. That's, that's really the focus of this is how do you choose the time that you have? Maybe it's a week, maybe it's 10 years, but the time you have to get to work do something about it instead of you could have said, well, you know, it's been 10 years since I got laid off and I'm still not accomplished anything. I'm still working jobs. I hate, I've always wanted to go back to school, but I didn't, I always wanted to gain some knowledge or skills, but I didn't Mm -hmm. 10 years later. I'm, I'm still really fired. It doesn't change anything. Exactly. What choice do you make? Yeah. And for me that one of the bigger choices within the choice was I'm going to continue to be me. I'm going to continue always to put out my best foot forward. And sometimes that drives the people around me nuts. Like, Jerry, you don't owe them anything. You don't need to give them your best. You don't need to give them your time. You don't need to give them your best product or your best effort. And it's like, but what happens if I give out my cruddiest effort or my crappiest product? Mm-hmm. That's the reputation that's out there. And I'm not going to put my name to crappy work. I want to put my name well, to some good quality work. For you, it was about you. Not exactly. them. Exactly. Now, why, why do you do a good job? Because it's, it's about me. I'm not doing this for or against anybody else. I'm the only representative really of my effort and work that there is. There might be some people that contribute and help and I might contribute to an overall team, but ultimately I'm the only one that represents my work 
and I'm going to do that. Not because, you know, some lady or some guy are, are terrible and shouldn't have fired me, but because that's who I am. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Show, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Show is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. You know, we just pretty much established in about 17 minutes time, (laughs) give or take, (laughs) probably more like 15 minutes. Really, the essence here is if you've been a victim of anything, a layoff, uh, a medical condition, a divorce, what have you, uh, you can find yourself in a rut where you're just in this rut of negativity and you're not accomplishing anything. Yet at some point, you need to make a choice. And that choice is what can take you out of that rut or it'll keep you in the rut. Uh, right. So we, we talked about choice for the last 15 minutes, what else can people do besides making that choice? Or once they made that choice to get out of that rut, I'm not going to be a victim to this thing. It's just a thing. What can other people do beyond that so that they, they actually follow through with the choice they've made? I think the key there is really a plan. You've got to put together a plan and in some ways maybe publicly share that plan. Maybe not with everybody. I know uh, whenever you were going through a lot of that, there were a lot of us guys around that you were saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. and you get people around you that support that and encourage that. But the big thing is to get a plan together. You cannot get a, a master's or achieve new skills or new job overnight. So do the baby steps. And you know, the first thing I need to do is take one class. Maybe I need to register at the local community college for a free class because I don't have benefits or whatever to, to get in college. I need to learn one skill. I need to go spend Saturday morning with the one guy that has the skill I want and just hang out with him and have breakfast with him or whatever. It's not necessarily a money issue as much as it is a time issue. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is a choice. We all have 24 hours. Some people have you know, accomplished great things in 24 hours. And some of us have watched a lot of Netflix in 24 hours. The question (laughs) is, how are you going to use your 24 hours? And that doesn't mean we should never watch TV and never just lounge around and do stupid stuff. But do a majority of your actions fit that plan you put together? And really what you need to do is to go to somebody who is maybe what you want to be someday. You're successful you know, doctor, lawyer, farmer, you know, rancher, whatever it is, and say, how did you get that? And sometimes the answer is not that easy. And sometimes it's, well, I went to this school and I learned these skills. I learned I was an apprentice at this shop or whatever it is and put together that plan because work will get you out of your state of depression or your rut faster than almost anything else. You just reminded me of a book I'm reading right now called Do Over by John Acuff. 
I don't know if you've ever read it or yep, not. I've read it. I've uh, got it on my bookshelf. Love that book. In fact, that's why I pulled my Kindle up just now. I'm like, what's the full title? It's like Rescue Monday, <laughs> Reinvent Something, or Reinvent Your Work and Never Get Stuck. And so he's talking about a time when he, he left his job or he lost his job and how he had to basically reinvent himself. And mm-hmm. he, he kind of hit the nail on the head when you like go out and get a new skill. You know, part of that you know, means you got to assess the skills you already have. Yeah, you had that one thing happen to you. But you have all these other things in front of you. You have all these other resources. You have all these skills. You have all these experiences, all this knowledge. You still have abilities. So like in the case of uh, Ray Edwards, who has Parkinson's, you know, gradually, it, you know, unless he has a good you know, supply of dopamine or whatever treatment it is that he goes through, he's probably going to see a loss of motor control over time. You know, Michael J. Fox, you know, he came down yep. with Parkinson's a few decades ago. That guy still, he, he had a TV show, a couple of yeah. them, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's proof you can still live life. You just got to reassess yourself, see the skills you have. And then if you need to go get new skills, do what Brandon said. Go out and get the skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I remember seeing Michael J. Fox right after he was diagnosed and, and he re- went into this state of, and we're not close friends, obviously, so I don't know exactly the time frame this, but I remember him saying that he went into this just dark spot mm-hmm. because he thought nobody wants to see a guy with Parkinson's on TV. And, you know, I've seen him on probably two or three shows since then yeah. and, and and just being who he is, because I think too many of us say, well, I need to be more like Jerry. I need to be more like this guy or I need to be more like this guy. It's like be who you are, mm-hmm. but take the good parts from other people that you can to make yourself better. You don't have to be perfect. The world doesn't need another perfect person. The world needs more authentic people, more people with integrity that, like you said, give your very best in whatever you do. And that shows. I have four boys and and a girl, and I tell them all the time, the easiest way to take over a company or a position is to just work a little bit harder than everybody else because most people give you either just enough or the bare minimum. And if you put in a little bit more effort, it's really easy to excel and get promoted and move up in a company. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you don't even have to wait for a tragedy to hit you, do you? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) It would be great to say, you know, there's a song I can't remember. I think Tim McGraw or somebody sings that, you know, live like you're dying. Mm -hmm. It's like live like you're dying because, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but you are. Every one of us are. This ends the exact same way for everybody. We all die. So live as if you have Parkinson's or MS. I was listening to a podcast the other day. A lady found out she had MS and she changed her diet. She was a marathon runner, perfect health, like zero body fat and all the things. She changed everything about her lifestyle because it turned out the stress was what caused her flare ups. Oh, wow. So she just totally reinvented herself in order to live with MS. And now she's got a successful, I want to say consulting business, but I don't remember for sure the name of it. And uh, she just lives you know, she's dying because she is. And her whole point of her talk was everyone should live like they have MS. And you probably see a book someday that says that. But uh, if we live like our time is so limited, we will accomplish more and you will spend less time worrying and, and mad and depressed and, and victimized because you realize, wait, you know, he might have victimized me, but I've got a limited amount of time and I'm not going to spend too much of it being mad at him. I'm going to get to work. So what else would you say people have at stake if they do decide to overcome that that tragedy or that event, that setback? You know, what's at stake for them to actually decide 
you know what, I'm, I'm done here. Like I'm going to move forward besides just their own personal uh, success. Well, I think that the, the message that you send to your kids or your, your friends, your family, your, your neighbors, the people that look to you and say, wow, look at what he had, look at the hand he was dealt or she was dealt. And, and she still turned that into something great because she didn't just sit down and say, well, I'm done. I'm out. I may be 30. I may be 40. I may be 50 or 60 and think, well, I'm done. I have no chance of success now. The message you send to the younger generation or just people that watch you can change lives immensely because, you know, when our sons look to us and say, wow, he got fired, but he didn't just lay down and die. He, he woke up the next morning, put his shirt on, put his shoes on and went out and found another job. Mm-hmm. So when they get fired, which almost everyone does, and our kids are going to get fired someday, they're going to say, well, here's son. what you do. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> Not my son. That's <laughs> just kidding. Uh, at least, what, three of mine already have. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it absolutely is going to happen. But if your mentality is, you know what, there's other business down the road. Mm-hmm. There's in the next city, the next state, especially where we live now. In tw- 20s, almost 16, you can live and work anywhere. And, you know, you're not restricted to this geographic location. You have to find a job right here. You can live in Dallas, L.A., Tokyo, wherever and work. Or you can live here and work in Dallas, Tokyo or wherever. Oh, yeah. With, you know, the Internet and planes and everything else, we're not restricted. And I want my kids to know, yes, something bad happened here. It was terrible. It maybe was your fault. Maybe it wasn't. But it's your choice to go move on because you've seen me do that. You know, that story is valuable beyond imagination because you just did not lay down and die. Yeah. In fact, while we were talking, and the reason why I asked that question just now was Bethany Hamilton came to mind. Wow. She lost her arm to a shark. And, (laughs) you know, we're in a litigious, hungry society, and Bethany can't sue the shark to get her arm back, (laughs) you know. And and she had a young career. I I forgot how old she was. But you look at her today. uh, My daughter, she's 12. And just a couple of years back, uh, Bethany Hamilton came to our town to speak at our church. And this was Emma's hero. She was like, I got to see Bethany Hamilton speak. And I was like, well, you're supposed to go to kids church. And she goes, I want to hear Bethany Hamilton speak. And I said, okay, come with us. And, and so she, she listened to Bethany speak, share her story. And at some point, Emma turned to me and said, dad, you would never know by the way she carries herself that she's missing an arm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point, Emma, that, (laughs) you know, she lost her arm. Yes. A shark took it. It was very scary. And at some point she decided I am going to be thankful that I'm still alive and I'm going to go live my life. And then she learned that she could be an inspiration to others. I think she went and did some, um, tsunami relief work over in Thailand yep. uh, because around the, that same time, you know, the tsunamis hit uh, the Indian ocean area. And so she realized her story was, yeah, you know, <laughs> you can't see this, but Jerry's showing us what an ocean is with his hands. <laughs> yes, uh, the the Indian Ocean parted like the Red Sea just now. <laughs> In any case, she realized her story and her comeback was inspiring other people, and so I'm I'm glad you were able to speak to that from your perspective too. That you know, whatever your your setback was, your comeback story when you choose to go live it out is going to not just bring you back to the place you want to be to, to live the path you want and get yourself out of that rut that you might be in. You're going to inspire other people to get out of their ruts and pursue their dreams and go live their lives. And so I am, you know, I'm grateful that we had this conversation. Uh, you know, I want to 
you know, thank Ray Edwards for sharing that story on Relaunch Show, and, and you know, hopefully we'll get you onto this show and you know have you tell us more about that story. Uh, you know, Bethany Hamilton or Bethany. Yeah, Bethany wants to come Gosh. on. We'll talk we, to her too. I need to write these names down <laughs> so we can go <laughs> reach out to these folks. Lots of great stories on resiliency that we can share. We'll be sure to put them in the show notes. I'll put the link for Do Over by John Acuff into the show notes because I think that'll be some good practical information for people who are looking to relaunch their careers. Maybe they're in a rut right now and they just feel like they're stuck. So I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Brandon, anything else you want to add before uh, we start to wrap this one up? I would say one final piece of advice is if you're really kind of wondering, yeah, I get it. Maybe Jerry did that, but I can't. Or Bethany did that, but I can't. Start reading some uh, biographies or some autobiographies of mm-hmm. some people that you think had it easy. And you will see in, in that book of just what they went through to get where they are. And that's that's real encouraging sometimes because most people that you think are overnight successes, you just don't know yet. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a perfect way to, to close it out. You can check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 020. This will be episode 20, by the way. Yeah. I didn't tell Brandon that, but I was doing the math over here. I'm like, okay, so it, anyway, so beyondtherut.com slash 020. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you have a question or you want to send in a response to this episode, give us a call. We actually have a number set up. It's 361-596-3RUT. That was pretty cool that you set that up that way. That's a great call. That's a great number. <laughs> if you don't want to figure out what the RUT is, it's 361-596-3788. Again, that number is 361-596-3788. So you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail. If it's in response to this episode, we'll probably play it in the next one. Uh, if it's a question for a future episode, we'd love to hear it from you. Then we will actually be responding to something you really want to hear about. We'll give you our take, of course, and point out some resources that can help you out. Uh, you can also email us. Uh, so there's a couple of ways you can go about that, but we want to drive you to our website. So go to beyondtherut.com slash contact, and all the available options you have to contact us is on that page. So beyondtherut.com slash contact. Also, you can subscribe to our show at beyondtherut.com slash iTunes. If you're a Stitcher user, beyondtherut.com slash Stitcher. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.